Bosley sounds like a pig rooting for mushrooms. <laughs> he does. The worst part He's starving is to death, okay? The noises aren't coming out of his front. <laughs> <laughs> he's been eating cat shit, I can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can tell. He's on the kitty rope. No, he's got a cat vomit. He's got a bit of a weep. Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Not just sunny, but it was unusually over seventy. It was it was it was popsicle sunny. It was like summer. It was sweating. It was unfortunately warm this weekend. Somebody fortuitously came with a child today as Jim arrived with the popsicles and she snagged a large strawberry. And it was a the popsicle was as big as the child. The children are allowed in the garage area. She what the fuck? polished it off. <laughs> she did. Yeah. We're we're a little more G-rated during the day. Uh, well, we tried to be. Well, the highlight of that is they actually had pistachio, like the Mexican popsicles. Yeah. They had a pistachio Ooh. almond flavor, dude. Oh, wow. Mm. So I said so it was, was that kind of a January day. unfortunately warm today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone else. Unfortunately warm because un- unfortunately this is the weekend of the naked ride. Yes. That was the yeah. only complaint I heard. It was just too warm. Too warm it's, for our polar challenge. Well, there, there was two complaints. Well, yeah. Well, the, oh, the, the ending was the, uh, yeah, well, oh, there, yeah. Down. So, um, a lot of stuff happening this weekend, and are we going to introduce ourselves? Or we're we going to get to that. Thank you. <laughs> we should just talk for the rest of the thing and just. Aren't you going to Mexico? Out. Soon? Hold on, what? let her run the show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually go. Go ahead, Z. You got it. There you go. Hey, what's up, yeah. everyone? This run is Z. Okay. I'm not going to run the show. That's a bad idea. We're, that's how the house burns down. <laughs> as long as the garage is okay. I think everyone can introduce themselves. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza. What's up, my wigwax? Going old school. Wig, hey, wigwax. Hey. Uh, to my right. I think you get beaten some places when you say that. Got Uh-oh. exotic number two. We've got Henry. That did not come out as loud as I thought. You're always fucking the dog with that intro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with that? It's been a while since the air horn's been on. <laughs> well, that noise... That awesome. noise not you not can never go wrong with the air horn. I'm down. That noise actually came out of his bottom, so I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Put the whistle up there. Running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. In the, immor- <clears throat> in the immortal words of Zach... I exist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Zach, the Shout man. Shout out to Zach. I wonder how that guy's doing. On the That's classy girl couch tonight, right from the BBC, we've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. And I'm just full of nothing but love for everyone Aww. and everything. Oh, but she's, look, uh, she's looking at, at the me. door, man. I'm, I'm specifically she's looking, at, looking at you, Jim. It's like uh, a, get a haircut, John hippie concert when Elton looks at me. I'm like, yeah, baby. Hey, you guys yeah. missed what happened in the garage earlier. It was very uh, inappropriate. <laughs> oh, really? That's what we got arrested for last time in Wichita. But oh. another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's everyone's favorite exotic number one. Knock. Favorite. I think, so. <laughs> Even he I think I'm in everybody's that. horrible graces now. What's up, everybody? And then uh, this is this is one of my favorites. Uh, the next person in the room last night only got recognized once he put his clothes back on. 
<laughs> hey, there's naked Jim. He's We've got naked Jim. Smoke weed every day. You know what I'm, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, That was right? hilarious, actually. Smoke you, you, weed every you day. You guys were all naked. You put your clothes yeah. on. A guy came over and said, oh, are you naked Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. You know, naked. Someone's like, you should do this ride with clothes on. Obviously, I'm like, you didn't I get should, the... but <laughs> tally-ho. Let's yes. see. Did I forget anyone? Oh, that's right. How could I forget? We've got Z Traveler. What's up? <laughs> Surely you mean Zed Traveler, darling. It depends Zed on Traveler. who you ask. If, if you're Australian, it's Zeddy. Okay. So um, <laughs> and, I hear if you're Italian, it's Zeddy. Who else did you forget? <laughs> no, Zeddy, yeah. I love that Zeddy. Who pasta. else did I forget? Who else I don't know. Did forget? Who else Sh- did should I forget? we get Bosley, Bosley his own thing? He can, he can snort louder. <laughs> who else did I forget? We can get high quality <laughs> snorting. Exotic number two, we started with. Oh, my bad. That's all right. Follow the liner notes. You'll keep up. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to keep up when we're dehumanizing people. <laughs> yeah, I like wanted, exotic. I wanted darling, to... it's called objectifying, darling. There you go. There you go. Objectifying. Excuse me. I got my things wrong. I That's okay. Things, things, vocabulary. I still love you, Nock, even though nobody else does. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I, I wanted to thank you all for running the show last weekend. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was fun. It's like the old garage. I actually enjoy on shows on Mutton Here because I look forward to listening. To the chaos. (laughs) You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's always good, I think. And as I was saying, like somebody was talking Mm. about by Motokutsi engines, like like engines, like yeah. he knew what he was talking about. What and like, hmm. where's <laughs> like when he did Henry know, wake up? Not like he knew what he's talking about. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. I it's kind of like I'm taking one apart right now. Yeah. Um, Strange how that seems this, to work uh, out. Does this mean that we're gonna do one and a half hour show again? Oh, uh, only, when you're running it, yes. <laughs> But um, Bosley is a shit show right now. But I just, I just wanted to say because you guys were a little unclear exactly where I was, and I was in uh, South Dakota specifically. I went to Sturgis, Mm -hmm. which was a great time to visit Sturgis in the middle of the winter. (laughs) I hear hear it's a popular time. Well, we had the museum to ourselves, the motorcycle museum, Mm -hmm. and other than the museum, I didn't see a single Harley or Larper. But you can tell it was really kind of fascinating. And the entire downtown has been taken over by the Sturgis uh, Motorcycle Rally. And most of the businesses were like bars, restaurants, t-shirt shop, bar, restaurant, t-shirt shop, bar. Re- they make all of their income for the entire and year in 10 days. They do. And most of them were closed. Like all the t-shirt shops were closed. I'm sure they open up during the winter. Was there a lot of flames? Um, no, not. Well, there were some outside. How many bitch fell off anyway. t-shirts did you see? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you could see important. how this entire downtown, where everything has moved out, to businesses have moved out to malls and stuff, hmm. it's kept alive. But because of that, there's like there was like the Harley Davidson, um, uh, not arena, but like a, like a, a stage, or like a courtyard. Like yeah. it was like all nice brickwork and everything, and all the bars have like nice outdoor areas yeah. and and stages, and you could see how this could be quite the fucking party. Yeah, did um, I mean was it kind of sad showing up there though? It was this weird kind of ghost town kind of a vibe. Where no, like, I mean nothing going on right now. It's like it's dead. Nobody lives here. All I cared about anywhere. was going to the museum mm-hmm. and then going to a bar, a restaurant across the street, and getting some of their uh, fried <laughs> steak bit things. Nice fried steak tip thing. It had to be beautiful. Try tip. I've never it, been to that part of the country. Try tip. I'd love to see it. No, steak they tips. they take steak and they batter it and deep fry it. Oh, they take oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, take yeah. Fried tips and batter it. Okay. Uh, so that was really cool and um, went through like Deadwood and oh, cool. Did you go to the Badlands? Uh, I don't the, know. the Badlands are there Maybe. too. Wait, was know. it snowing? 
it was snowing and then it got warm and melted. Hmm. But hmm. the first day was really cold and it hurt my face. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. I can believe that. Yeah. So really cool. And um, I would love yeah. to get out there and ride dirt bikes. There's so much land that you can just go crazy on. It was now, really cool. Now, Liza, I was very concerned. Were you out there cheating on your motorcycles with snowmobiles? Ah, uh, you saw that. Yeah, we went to a dealership. We were driving down the road. I literally went, stop the car! <laughs> it was a dealership. But when you go out to places like this, they're like mega dealerships. Yeah, everything's Snowmobiles are a big culture up north. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had, you know, Triumph and, and KTM mm. and SSR and Really? And like Honda one SSR? And, oh, yeah. That's wild. There's hmm. some crazy there. snowmobiles out there. Kawasaki. Uh, yeah. Suzuki, so Honda, many. they all make them. And they had these crazy snowmobiles. Yeah, that thing you were yeah. sitting mm. on. They're amazing device. That's like a family-sized snowmobile because the ass end of that thing was super long. Those are for climbing steep hills and powder. Oh, really? It's like an extra long swing arm or something. Um, No climber. But I went there and met uh, Tim. He's one of the guys who works here, one of the salesmen, and just walked around just chatting everything up with him, sitting on bikes, and had a good time. Um, Did you actually get to ride one? No. (laughs) Oh, that's such an experience. They're so much fun. But I really liked it. I can't wait to go back to... uh, uh, South Dakota. Sorry, that is Bosley coughing up a dead rodent or something. <laughs> I think it's a napkin and some, I don't know, a napkin for sure. Foster freeze. But desperate. yes, it was very cold and I did not bring that cold back with me because it was warm. And when I said it, unfortunately warm, that's because it was the naked ride. Everyone expects this to be a really Liza, daring d- ride. I'm going to stop you there, Liza. Yes. You were actually in a heated pickup truck. Hmm. Yeah, it your motorcycle was, was a little large. <laughs> I think it gained some weight. It was actually quite cold when you were on a bike. Okay. Actually, the nipples everyone, hurt. Everyone, Look, he, everyone here but Knocker, I did the ride. Yes. So how was it? I heard it was awesome. When you were <laughs> sitting, When you were sitting at a traffic light or a stop sign, it was actually quite pleasant, mm-hmm. but nothing really Ugh. prepares you when you throttle up <laughs> and you mm-hmm. hit about 10, 15 miles an hour. It gets very No, cold. seriously, like did, once I got dressed, quick. my nipples hurt for like half an hour. Did you guys that do a bit of the know? freeway? Yes. A little bit, yes. <laughs> oh, actually, awesome. at 17. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Keep it no, real, we, man. We well, did yeah. highway, highway one between exits. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it was like it was in awesome. Be, it was in between being kind. It wasn't that cold. Come on, but no, it, was in between, it wasn't super cold. It was in between being cold or burning the shit out of the inside of my thigh on my muffler on the dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah. burning my muffler. Anyway. Well, it, it got a little chilly, but it wasn't too bad. It no, wasn't bad. Last year, I was the only rider who Ooh. got injured <laughs> because I burnt both my right. my yes. shins on the Guzzi <laughs> cylinder. So I was wise to it this year. Uh, yes. I was wise and I wore my long boots. Yes. Uh, so as per tra- tradition, someone uh, didn't have their clothes when we got there. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Somebody forgot So them. it was my job to transport everyone's clothes to the uh, destination. <laughs> to be fair, she was very clear about the instructions of where to put your clothes. And I did. I say, look, if you can throw them in the truck that's parked here in the middle. This truck right here. Right here. <laughs> right here. Throw them in the truck. If, because there was a, a sea of bikes between the garage and the truck, I said, if you can't get to it, just drop them here in the parking lot and I will pick it up. Mm-hmm. And as everybody left, I went around. There were some bags in the garage. And there and the was tent. a couple of loose jackets and, that you picked up. And the people mine. had set jackets down. I'm like, they'll want those. So I picked everything up. I scoured everywhere. Threw everything into the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Took off. Was waiting at the hot tubs. I even like organized everyone's bags. Knew where everyone's stuff was. How how were they organized again? 
Tell me, tell me how you chose. Oh, I took um, people who I knew were uncomfortable being naked, or people who I didn't want to T- see naked. Towards the back or towards <laughs> the no, front? No, I put those on the front of the truck. So they were the first ones. <laughs> That's funny. Who yeah, do you even want to see? I don't want naked. to see your dick here. Jim, Jim's your was the first bag on the hood. I was going to say, no, kinda, <laughs> my feelings are kind of hurt, bro. Don't, don't think it all, so. Least funny. favorites on the I'm hood. A, I'm in front, so front of the truck. I'm uh, glad I didn't go. <laughs> so everyone's getting all their bags, and then little Jeremy, exotic number three, he walks up to me. Uh, where's my clothes? <laughs> like, where'd you put him? He goes, I left them on the sidewalk. <laughs> what? Oh, no. He had parked his bike on the other side of the truck on the sidewalk oh, next to the house. No. I never looked on the other side of the truck. Oh, man. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, if it's important and, and you handle your business, put your shit in the truck. He was sure like, he was sure cocking it. His he left his bag five feet away from the truck. Right. There was nothing between yeah. him and the truck. Yeah. I put my bag in the truck and yeah. it was there when I arrived. Right. So right. I would suggest And that. so here's how that like, works. Where's like, come on, quit playing. <laughs> Now, knowing that this might be this might happen because it has in the past, yeah. I had grabbed a long shirt, button-down shirt. Oh, that's you know? what he was wearing. Right, that's what he was wearing. He was it's, sure it's like you know the, the like flannel shirts with yeah, like a wool yeah. on the inside. It's yeah. like a plaid shirt. And he I'm like, like a, so like I'm like, a... well, here, I just I gave it to him. He put it on. I, I later I said, you look like a hobbit in Gandalf's robe. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say some like a like a and yeah, I won't say it like a. Prostitute, <laughs> but it was very, it was very, it sad. was very pretty women. You know, I would just make a suggestion next time instead of the flannel shirt, just bring a banana hammock, <laughs> and that would be your. <laughs> it seems like the women always have their clothes. You can't just there. like have a underwear and just wad it and put it in like in a fairing or something or you know wherever. And just yeah, I put my, I put my clothes I mean, in my milk crate. None of us are that smart. I took Look, mine with. Me. I had I my clothes for back. sure. Everyone else got their shit sorted. So yeah, I just gave him my shirt and he stood there wimpishly in the parking lot. Line. <laughs> <laughs> drove back to go get his bag. So it, no, it was all good. No, any weird things? Nobody crashed? Nobody ran out of fuel or stalled his bike a, or any of them no. bullshit? When we were riding through downtown, there was a chick who took off her shirt. Just ran yes. chick <laughs> took off she, her shirt and started dancing along. She almost touched yeah. you, but I think she actually touched... Um, I'll say is I don't I don't know if I would define her as a chick. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, I, I don't know about that. I either. would define her as a middle-aged kind of crack lady. It's an crack iconic, lady. iconic downtown. She had some character. Character. Yes. So, <laughs> she would have not have been out of place at a, at a, at a, at a like a music festival. So she Henry did. and she, Henry and Emma actually got famous because I took a photo did, while we were writing. Uh, Does this lady look like she trims weed on the side? She has something. Not we. By definition, would be tits. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, so I, I posted yeah. a photo on Facebook. This was my first naked ride ever, so you know, bucket, I guess, checklist there. <laughs> Thirty-three shares so far. I was very well received. A lot of my fans would have come and and ride naked in Santa Cruz now. Uh, and but it was shared on one group, and they were like, "Nah, fuck that." So, Someone's like dressed for the for the ride, not the slide, and they're like, "This is everyone's losers. going to the morgue," and I'm like, "Y'all are a lot Bunch of fun, of losers." <laughs> Anyways, uh, I heard there was a kerfuffle with the fucking hot tub. Where, oh, uh, God. Yeah. You could say that. Management wasn't aware, or there was new management uh, that weren't informed that there was a deal that had been yes. made. Yeah, they've regarding... negotiated a, a price, a discounted rate. Yeah. And as Doug said, he was bringing six, he had, he's had $600 of business standing in the parking lot wanting to come in. Mm-hmm. And this new manager insisted he knew nothing of the deal, and everyone had to pay full price. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I was, new timer I was, price too. I was eyeballing. Yeah, I was eyeballing that guy. He looked like he just smoked a big old Bob Marley joint or something. And all of a sudden, there's 15 people in there like we're ready to hot tub. And I think it was like I just got really high and I don't know what to do. He's <laughs> like, stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. Don't don't deviate. But it, it worked out because uh, the vampires who put on the ride they always um, spot like the first like hundred bucks. Yeah. So Doug said, "Well, I got a hundred bucks to burn. Let's go downtown and." go spend it so a group of people took off a lot of people left their bikes here and it was funny this morning to see the walk of shame <laughs> bikes oh, that were wow. left in the parking lot and people were walking up one of them which was jeremy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we uh they am walking up uh, hey, and we went to play pool and hit the irish pub and stuff it was a good time so it was good it worked out it was a good time it was it, a great time it's always a good level of seeing people without clothes because <laughs> jeremy is a perfect example because you don't realize how tiny jeremy so is He's like the size of a child and hairless. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> you really noticed. You know, I th- I think that's like an Oriental number three thing. But he's what is he a rug? <laughs> <laughs> an Oriental rug? <laughs> I meant it mostly because he shaved recently. He, he shaved sh- his beard. No, you guys are fucked no. up. I swear to God, he shaved his beard. This is true. What's wrong with you? But the the sight of him in that damn plaid shirt with these tiny little child legs sticking out of the bottom and like he looked like a poor lost little lamb and I'm like, oh god, Jeremy. He looks like an old orphan or something. He felt so bad. Sounds like horribly Dickensian, like, please sir, I am so hungry. That's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a muffin. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Wow, right. Painting a picture we are. <laughs> We're all dying over what? here. <laughs> Say something, motorcycle. It, it sounds like you guys had fun. Oh, yeah. it's, it's always a good time. Sure. It was it's exciting. A- it's exil- exhilarating. It's it's everything. It's freedom. Yeah. I tell you what, I get colder riding to work in the morning though. That's <laughs> my ass off doing that. that yeah, was... right. All right. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. That was but, very, yeah. Oh Anything exciting in the garage? Well, no, but hold that? on. Right. There was another thing that happened yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the ride. That's right. So next week, Pretty we're doing right. the Moto Food Run. We talked about this mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Well, Jim and I actually put it together, and we did a test run of it because we needed to <clears throat> kind of time it out with all the stops. There's... Eight, there's seven plus one surprise. Plus right? the mystery stop, yeah. That's a good number of stops, man. It is. And it took us like seven hours. It was like hours. seven. <laughs> really? So yeah. With two day. people, yeah. Well, about man. seven hours to do 155 miles. Yeah, well, my, my so comment is. day. That's an entire day. My comment I need is to go walk that. And my comment is it's a seven course ride. It is. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. eight. So, Maybe eight. Um, and, we, and we wanted to just get like dollar amounts because everyone wants to know how much money to bring. Well, so and, and more we importantly, because we don't know, like when we first thought about it, we thought it'd be like eh, seven, eight people, right? But right. now it might be more than that. And I think there's 20 something confirmed and yeah. like 85 interested. Yeah, yeah. 23 confirmed. And, I, and I, like, I like these roads. You know, it's like South Santa Cruz and North Monterey County. Oh, nice. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really pretty ag country. And, um, and there, but it's, you know, it's a lot of turns and stuff. So I thought we want to keep it safe, right? So I thought another thing is let's let's do a dry run so we make sure we're making smart turns. You know, so a lot of right-hand turns 
you know, as much as you can. When you have to do a left-hand turn, try to find a left-hand turn pocket. You know, there's only a couple of real sketchy <coughs> spots where we got to jump across a freeway and regroup. But um, mm. that was the other thing, too. So you're not, there's not, you know, 20 people behind you, and you're like, oh, fuck, what do we do here? Right. You know, so. Yeah, and some of it we were making arrangements, like, hey, heads up, <clears throat> we're going to bring a whole bunch of people. Can you, like... Uh, if I come to the bar, can you give me like a whole tray of oysters to take out of the parking lot? They're did like, you, sure. Did, did you go, I want to talk to your manager right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to have to get a recorded no. statement. We're going to have to have a signed witness <laughs> yeah, to make you know, sure that you're going to stick to our deal. Notarized the, uh, the, the biggest surprise of the day, besides the tree, was, um, <laughs> the, tree. was the tree, tree in the road. Huh? Not one pinchy taco truck in Salinas. Wow. Not what? one taco truck to be found. Why is that? But that but turned out to be really Salinas? good news. Mm. But yeah, there's no taco trucks for some crazy reason. I, I, I suddenly remembered a uh, taqueria that's next to, that's on my route that I eat at sometimes. Yeah. And it just turned out to work out perfect route-wise. And we went in there and it was awesome and mm. authentic. So authentic. We were looking around. Dude. We're the only white people in there and there's a soccer game playing. Perfect. Nice. And there's, uh, Is everything in Spanish? Mexican music yeah, playing. Mm. Yes. Dude, Mexican seafood. Mexican seafood. Oh, I got the, yeah, that's got to be Jalisco's. I got the uh, the fried uh, shrimp taco. Oh, you know Marisco's? Mm. No. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Authentic stuff right there. <clears throat> we got it all worked out. We're stoked. But also, I got to try out a new app. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before. So a couple guys uh, in Pakistan created this travel app, and it's perfect for oh, yeah. travel. I remember that one. And it's called Traverse. You can go to uh, Traverse.com, T-R-A-V-E-R-O-U-S, uh, or you can find it in the App Store. And there's a free version, or then you could pay to get more features unlocked, but we're just using the free version. What it does is you bring up the app and just hit like start or, or record, and the GPS is tracking your route. You right. Just leave your phone in your pocket, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> whenever you come to stops, you can take photos and it will mark them on that map. Okay. So then when you're done with your route, you hit finish and it will take all that information it'll put it into a video using like uh, uh, satellite satellite images of the area imagine google earth as a topographical map if you do a Mm -hmm. google earth tour it does a topographical map similar to that and it has a line showing your route with music playing and then every stop it'll stop and the photos you took at that location will pop up and the music was <coughs> was jolly jazzy it was very nice <laughs> and it's, it. it's a great I mean it's a great yeah. app it was, I love it. to travel it was funny as we were riding around I was like oh let's remember to take a picture you know so I tried to make as ugly a face as I could and, yeah. um, but she's like I don't know if this is working let's just do it but you remember to do it every time and then when you sent me the link whatever it was yesterday of the video, I'm like, holy shit, that's good technology. It was it, it's so. A, it's a fantastic video. It's so professional. And like Liza, really not having any clue how the thing, if it even was going to work. Next thing you know, it's like this really dope video. So yeah. Yeah, and cool. then they actually um, have them all their all everyone's videos posted on their on their page. And so if you want to <clears throat> go ride somewhere or travel somewhere, you can search for it. If they use you know the right keywords and look at other people's trips and maps and see what they've done and get an idea of what the terrain or roads or st- and stuff are like. That's neat. So you have travel world travelers who are using it or just you know someone like us just mm-hmm. doing like a day trip. 
yeah. riding around. <clears throat> I was even telling uh, Z that when she goes traveling in South America, she could do it every day and post, and it'll show where she went and any stops she made, and people could follow her route. Yeah, yeah I'm very interested in seeing how, how it's going to work with offline, but I, it'd be really awesome to, to give to my, my people because it's... They, and for my records as well, it's really hard to keep track of your roads after a while. Yeah. Well, it, it Share it with your peeps. My peeps. What it reminds people. me of is Rever. You know, Rever is similar to that, but this takes Rever and puts it into like this already edited video format. Rever pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is take pictures. It's yeah. Good. And like I said, if with this, so uh, with the free app, you can get three pictures at each stop. <clears throat> Um, there were some other limitations. You you only get the one music that they use, which is pretty cool. But if you pay for the subscription, you can add more photos. You can choose your music. There's so many more things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it. So check it out. Traverus, T-R-A-V-E-R-O-U-S so dot it's, com. It's essentially a, a traveler social media kind of outlet slash Yeah, you can thing. follow people mm-hmm. on there. I, I mean, I was playing with Liza's phone mm-hmm. and my phone and getting everyone synced up to see what, what it was like and what kind of things you can do. But yeah, you can search people's names and see their fo- their videos and whatnot that's interesting <clears throat> and you can download them directly too you don't have to just use the link yeah it was really cool um so yeah check that out um we've got a new uh a new announcement coming up now though but first let me uh call austin at twisted road oh we like austin here yeah? we do austin can you hear me Yes, I can. How are you, Liza? Hey, I'm Smoke good. Smoke weed every day. Uh, we've got uh, Jim, Knock, Z, Emma, Bagel, and Henry here, too. Austin, darling. Hello, sweetie. Oh, hello. How are you? Hey, hey. Oh, I'm great. Austin, did you ever get your goozy running well? Yeah, I did. I did, actually. Thanks for asking. It's it's going well. It just needed a remapping. There oh, you go. Nice. So, that's the so, answer. Austin, you've got some exciting new news to share, but before you get to that... We're going to yeah. see you soon, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're going to see you. I'll see you guys at the One Moto Show again. Woo! Yeah, right Dude, yeah buddy. It's been a year since we saw you, and yeah. um, Twisted Road has grown a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it has, uh, Liza. I've been really fortunate. There's a great community out there we've tapped into. And the two sides are either people who... Um, who want to rent a bike when, they, when they're traveling, or, or as you know, the other side is people who just want a little extra money and have a bike sitting in the garage. And so right now we have um, 1,050 bikes, I think, on the site as wow. of this morning. I think it's like doubled since uh, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, no, it's grown by four and a half times. Wow. Um, we, we were at like 220, I think, around this time last year, and we've got uh, 1,049 Awesome. It, it's it's funny you can you can look at the map on Twisted Road and see oh, where the biggest populations are, and yeah. you have nothing in North Dakota. I'd like to point out. I know that. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Watch, watch. I said at one point, I said, "Hey, you know, I've got six states left, and once I get to two or, or three, I'll just advertise and get a couple of bikes listed." And then it was three. It was like four states left. Then it was three. Then it was two. And now it's North Dakota. And it's like. I just need the time. I can get. I could probably get it in about forty-eight hours. But yeah, North Dakota gets killing me. I know. I was recently in South Dakota, and a friend has a few bikes. And I said, you know, you should really list them on Twisted Road when you're not using them. And we looked it up, and there's I there was only like a handful of bikes, and this is at in Sturgis. I know. So, I know. 
So yeah, I was yeah. like, list them, and that's when we realized there's nothing in North Dakota too. So uh, you can always tell where you have been because there's always a big population there. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, Portland's doing well. Uh, all most of California and Texas are doing well. It's where I'm spending my time. And I just took my first trip to Florida. I went there last week. Do you know um, um, uh, Jason Paul Michaels at Standard Moto? No, I don't. Okay, you need him on the show. He's he's a real visionary, and he's got an incredible um, community garage that he has. But he also has uh, like a barber shop in there, and he's got some uh, um, just great music going all the time. And I'm trying to think what else was there, but he does a ton of video shoots as well. Mm. Um, and he's growing mm. his creative side and his production side. He's a really interesting guy. I'm guessing. Let's see if he's got motorcycles and. And you said a barbershop. Is he also curing meat there? What else would fit in with that? <laughs> is, he, is he curing meat? Uh, he probably, shaving. He probably would. He probably will be. He probably would. So I was there last week because I wanted to work with him. Um, I think his I think his shop might have been in the first issue of Iron and Air. Oh, neat. Just to go back. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Sorry, we still haven't covered for those who haven't heard of Twisted Road because we mentioned a lot. You are a motorcycle rental app, would you say, right? Yeah, well, it's close. So um, what we do is we connect riders with motorcycles all over the country. Right. And I type, I like to look at it less transactional and more of a community that we're, that we're building. I mean, I, I never want to look at it as a one-off transaction, but instead the stories and the all the, the great times that everybody's having is really what makes me happy. Yeah, and when I was uh, showing my friend who's interested in coming to visit in the Bay Area, <clears throat> bike rentals. And when you look at all of the existing bike rental companies, your choices are either um, Harleys or large adventure bikes. But when you go on Twisted Road, you're going to find, you know, a oh, Zero and, and a Grom and an right. R6 and, right. you know, a KLR and a little bit of right. everything. Right, and we've got some, you know, we have a couple of really unique builder bikes, like Jay LaRosse out of Long Beach or Signal mm -hmm. Hill in California. He's got um, a couple of his bikes on there. Tony, um, for, who who leads Analog Motorcycles up in Washington, Illinois, has got a beautiful um, Royal Enfield on there. So it's real. And then we have some old bikes. I and mean, we've got a vintage Indian Chief. I think it's like a 1947, <sighs> I think. And I, I saw a big old air-cooled BMW on there the other day. What was it, an R100 or something? It, it's a custom builder cafe racer bike. Where? where? Oh, 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 yeah. That's in the Bay Area. Ms. Emma, that one just got listed. Right. And it was, I mean, so beautiful. Oh, God, this thing is drop-dead gorgeous. Can, can I make yeah. a suggestion? Please. Maybe on your site you should start an up the butt category. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, platinum. It, it, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder. You guys have done a really good job of owning that. <laughs> okay. Good point. Uh, um, be the Astroglide yeah, sponsor. Yeah. Good point. I'll tell you. I've had my eyes on. I found local here to us. Somebody's listed a uh, KTM 690 Enduro. I'm like, hmm. oh, I cool. want just to go rent it and try it out for a day. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's so much fun to just try something new. And, you know, we, what happens is we look at bikes all the time. We see them either online or we see them at a show. And we're like, man, I'd love to ride that. But, you know, the bike I've got or the couple of bikes I have in the garage are fine. I'm not spending another 10000 on another bike. And yet you walk away and you're disappointed because you can't ride it. Right. And we, we unlock that. You know, we allow people to ride 
whatever they want. In fact, I just got a chance to ride. A friend of mine um, lent me one of the new Indian scouts. Mm. And I was riding it, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, this feels great. I'd love to. I'd love to have one of these. And I thought, there's no reason for me to. You know, I have my one bike in the garage. Whenever I travel, I pick up a bike. I mean, there's no reason for me to spend the money on it. Well, and when I have um, rented out my bikes, I've had my Versus on there. And basically, I made enough renting it just to pay for keeping it around. Um, right. the, the one only issue I ever had is that I contact, people contacted me and wanted to rent it during the week when I was at work. Oh, okay. And that was always like an inconvenience trying to figure out how to do the transaction because I'm not going to be around. But right, it sounds right. like you've come up with a solution for that. We just we're starting. Um, we just started a partnership with Cycle Gear. And so the way it works is Cycle Gear has 150 locations all over the country. And we're in five of them in, in uh, Southern California for the most part, and one in the Bay Area. And what we do is if somebody has to work or they're going to be out of town, it's really easy. They, they just, um, when, they're, when they're, the owner has to check, uh, approve the listing, if he can't be there, he now has a third option. And he or she can just click either approve, mm. decline, or approve with a cycle gear pickup. The mm. day before, they drop the bike off, cycle gear takes it in, leaves it, locks it up at night. And the next day when the rider comes, they can check it out right at the Cycle Gear, which is great. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's a great connection, dude. That is great. Dude. Yeah, we're, they're a really amazing partner. Um, they've been, you know, we, we have some really exciting things going on. We've been discussing, but we haven't finalized some promotional um, uh, items for people who are in the Twisted Road community. So that when you're going to Cycle Gear for your drop-off or your pickup, um, we'd like to have some extra incentives and, and promotional items for people to pick up. We're also looking at, and you'll see this come through soon, Liza. Um, we're going to have an offer soon for anyone in the uh, in who owns a bike through us uh, on the site to be able to pick up some extra helmets for their renters for a really good price. Cool. So if they have people coming in and they don't have a helmet, it's okay, I've got an extra one. But, like, really great prices for helmets. I was even going to say one of the advantages of picking it up at Cycle Gear, if you're, like, flying into a city, don't want to take all your gear, you can go into Cycle Gear and buy some billet gear. You can get, you know, helmet, gloves, boots, jacket for a few hundred bucks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And they have a really good selection. I I think I bought my first mesh jacket uh, from a Cycle Gear. And they're, they're, they're a team. Look, I had to go to, I went to every one of those five stores and it covered a lot of ground in two days. One was in San Diego, three in the in, uh, Cal, in LA, and then one up in the Bay Area. And I met with all of the, um, the um, store managers. And these people are so collaborative and helpful and nice. And they just, they run at such a good operation. It's really nice to see. Mm. Which uh, store in the Bay Area is it? It's a little bit north. It's, it's in uh, Pacheco. Oh Pacheco. Pacheco. Oh. Pacheco! Oh, it's where their headquarters are. Up near uh, there. Their headquarters are slightly southeast of there, but it's close. <clears throat> uh, northeast. Yes, yes, very close. Um, yeah. yeah, I know that store. I I, I visit it all the time. Yeah. So that That's great. that is really cool. Well, congratulations. This is big news. I'm assuming that is this a a trial run, and if it goes well, it might expand to the rest. Yeah, that's the that's exactly the plan. And so they and just um, we're in the San Diego store. We're also in Lomita, Thousand Oaks, and Azusa. Those are the three that are in um, in the LA area. Sounds like there your guys are in hot spots, you know, Southern California and. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're also we've also um, worked with them to make sure that the um, that these locations all have the space to bring a bike in at night. Sure. Um, because we don't want to leave a bike over overnight in the in the in, the, in their parking lot. Mm-hmm. 
And so we started with that. And then as we as we prove this out and roll it out, we'll figure out how to accommodate those other locations. Very cool. Well, awesome. Do, is there any more uh, good news coming down the pipe that you, you could share with us? Uh I don't. I don't know. Did we talk about something else? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just giving you an opportunity. No, I love that you're getting builders to list their bikes there. Um, yeah. Vintages. How about this? Yeah. Have you opened it up to scooters yet? Ooh. Is Beta listening? The answer is not yet. Oh. And so I know. I know that by saying that, I probably have 45 minutes of discussion around that topic after one show. So you're you're, fa- you're fading out. We can't hear you really anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're fading away. <laughs> yes, Bagel. Uh, bagel will be there to have this conversation in person. You know what's exciting is that I've spent a lot of time just getting everything working over the past year. And um, now that it's working and we have a really good um, cadence to the operation, and I've got three people who work for me now, um, it's allowing me to build these partnerships like with Cycle Gear. And there's a lot of other things we're doing with builders. And there's there's a lot coming up. I'm looking forward to announcing some cool things in the, definitely in the next six months, maybe sooner. Yeah, and if if you start uh, off carrying scooters, maybe you could even uh, make a partnership with Vespa dealers. Who knows? That's a great idea. Those guys? Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Well, Austin, we look forward to seeing you. What's it? Two weeks now? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, less. I think it's a week and change. It's like the um, the eighth or something. And uh, just make sure you have enough room in your booth for yeah, all, all of our backpacks. Store all how many people, how many helmets are we going to have? How many helmets do we have no, to store? No, not that many in? helmets. But we do tell everyone, if you're going to the One Show, make sure you stop in, say hi to Austin. If you're looking yeah. for us, that's the best place to ask. And yeah. um, if, if are you going to be going at what shows are you going to be at coming up that people can stop in and see you? Right at? now, that's the only one I have in store. I will be at mama tribe but i won't have a booth i'll just be wandering and talking to people and then i haven't signed up for it yet but i'll be at the og show in la and likely the bay area classic and then the the moto beach classic when those come up oh that was so much fun last year moto bay classic and we may still have just one or two listeners left who don't know how to access your website so what is the name of the web yeah thanks it's just very simple go to twistedroad.com um it's very easy it's just twistedroad.com we're also on instagram just at twisted road and all the pictures that we post i'd say 95 percent of what we post on instagram are all submitted by our community so we just take these cool bikes of either of that are either on our site or people take while they're out riding and they send them in and we post them awesome well and i don't want to put you on the spot so let me ask this how do you feel about giving away a free rental right now Oh, yeah, so I'll do that. Absolutely. Let's do it. I happen to have our bag of names from our Patreon supporters. How many many listeners do you think are in that bag? Oh, over 100. Wow, that's great. I think there's, yeah, there's a bunch. What if we have a listener from North Dakota? 35 of them say Naked (laughs) Jim. (laughs) I've pulled a name from the bag. I have to confirm that they are U.S. I think they are. And this is one of our newer supporters. Oh, very wow. good. So, Kyle Lehman. Right on, Kyle. How do you spell the last, na- how do you spell the last name? L-E-H-M-A-N. L-U-C-K-Y. Cool. And so I will contact <laughs> Kyle and tell yep. him to, if he hasn't already, to create a profile at twistedroad.com. 
Yeah. And uh, I will send you an email and, and let's set him up with a free rental. And I'll make it easier for you. Yeah. He has a profile. I just added it to his profile. Wow. Wow. Kyle, congratulations. Ooh. That's technology. Awesome, right? That is technology. Awesome. <laughs> you know, the cool thing about, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but the free day is kind of cool because anywhere you go, you can use it. So if you're in Anchorage and there's a bike, there's, we have a couple of bikes for 350 bucks a day. You get to use it there. If you want to rent one of the, that, that, uh, you know, Tony at analogs bike, I think it's 400 a day or the vintage Indian that, that bike's good anywhere in the country. Wow. Well, not just that, if there's a bike you're thinking of buying, you want to try right. one out, find right. one near you to rent. We need to get the, uh, the new triumph scrambler on there. Did you see that? Oh, the new, new one, the new, new one. Looks oh, beautiful. That's the, th- the Thruxton. No, the, uh, no, no. The, the, the Scrambler's the, the, a standalone. Yeah. yeah. It's a great-looking bike. God, it they, looks beautiful. I mean, it looks beautiful. They ride we'll so well. Next... Let me ask yeah, you this. Are there any ugly Scramblers? I don't think so. Even, like, the CT110 Scrambler looks awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, know. you put knobby tires on <laughs> anything, and they look pretty look I know. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's great. You'll have to post that when you get it. Let us know. When we got it, we'll tell you. When we got it, we'll tell you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for um, calling us, and congratulations on this uh, deal. I hope it turns into something even bigger. And awesome. we will be looking for you. And again, if you're going to be at any of these events, especially at one show, stop in at Twister Road and say hi to Austin. Hey, how was your ride last night? Oh, the, the was, naked ride? It was yeah, naked. What was there? Is there another one? <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't cold enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Still nipply, though. <laughs> you know, um, if you want to come up and do a naked ride, you're very welcome. We'll do one in your honor, Austin. <laughs> That'd Perfect. be fine. I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> exactly. All right, All right, thanks, Austin. All right. See ya. Bye, right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I love that guy. He's so cool. Austin, <laughs> Austin is a solid cat, he, and, and he that dude just—he just got a free bike rental. Like he'll be like, ding, and ding. he goes like, like what? Ride a, what? How cool is that? Well done, like a, Kyle. Yeah, I hope it's like L E H M A N. It's either Lehman or I think it's Lehman. Lehman. Yeah. Yes. Lucky. Awesome. Lucky well, guy. Austin isn't the only uh, cool person we've talked to today. No. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had some guests come by the garage today. Yum. And thanks to Z, who just manages to find these like stray cats and bring them by. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cat magnet. <laughs> the orphans. Exactly. And you, you messaged me like, hey, I got a couple of Romanians. Can I bring them by the garage? Like, All right. Well, that, was, right. that wasn't entirely accurate. Because one of them is not a Romanian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I, I, know. Think, I think I blanket term there. <laughs> I know. But um, we got to meet um, Roland and Maria, Maria. Mm-hmm. from RomaniaMotorcycleTours.com. Right. And it's actually Maria's company. That's right. I mean, and we, it, all, we all made the mistake of talking to Roland. And, and he's, he's over here just like, like I'm, I'm just the pretty face. Roland yeah. was very, very clear that his job was just to support Maria. Cool. And this is, this is a well-established company. I mean, very what did she say 12 years? Yeah, and 30 bi- over thirty bikes, sixty bikes, sixty bikes. Oh wow! And yeah, she has quite the quite the uh, collection, and seems like she's got a good following. and Makes a good living off of it. But it, it's uh, it sounds like they've got really cool tours going on. They weren't able to stay for the show, but we did a a little. We went back to the garage. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was my first time in. in the garage. It was like the old days. Wasn't it was it? like the old yeah. days, and we got to talk to them. So let's hear that here.
So we're here in the garage, and it's been a long time since we've recorded here. No, isn't it great? It's old school, awesome. Yeah. It is old school. This is my first is, time in the garage. All we need is some, some smell of possum urine. It'd be just like old times. Oh, no, but pull, that's how you smell gym. I'm actually unsure what possum urine smells like. like it Hang smells like gym. Pull out a rag. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. But we're using this opportunity because we didn't want to miss uh, out this chance. We've got some special guests here with us. They are very special guests. And Z actually found them. And she said, I got these Romanians. They kind of found me. Well, not one's a Romanian, we found out. Yeah, he he found me, and then I found both of them, and then now we're here. One's a Romanian, one's a German. But uh, we've got with us Maria. Yes. And Roland of of Romania Motorcycle Tours. Hi, thank you for inviting us. It's uh, great to be here. It's a special place. Yeah. yeah, and you weren't able to stay for the podcast tonight, but we wanted to talk with you because um, I'll be the first to say, does anyone have Romania on their bucket list of places to go tour? No, never even thought about not, it. It's not a place that you immediately think of. You don't say, oh, I've got to go to Romania. Now everyone's like, I want to go to Switzerland or I want to go to New Zealand. It's not... Or Pakistan. Or... Tuscany. <laughs> totally not. To- totally. That's one of my my dot five right there. Yeah, no, it's definitely not something that someone thinks about. But um, and as I'm flipping through these brochures, and there's this lovely picture of this amazing twisty road. You are looking at uh, the famous Transpagarshan Road. Okay. Now you and were telling me, Maria, the the guys. Are- a top gear. Yeah. Now this is the proper top gear, the British yeah. ones. The British they ones, said yes. that was pretty much the best driving road they'd ever encountered in yeah. the world. Exactly. They said that it's one of the best and they've driven their cars there and it's perfect for motorcycles, windy roads and scenic uh, landscape. How long is it? Um, it's about 99 kilometers. Okay, so that's about 60, 60 miles. miles in real 60 miles, money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For, for us Americans who like our retarded systems of measurement. Oh, you'll get to improve yourself as well. So, <laughs> so let's, let's start with um, how... All right, so Maria, this is your company. It's my company, yes, for 12 years now. Wow, that's what I'm about to say. And Roland, what do you do? I actually just support her. Okay. <laughs> what, do you fix the bikes? No, I help her with some of the tour plans and kind of stuff. So look at logistics, I, you know, websites, IT stuff. That's kind of like oh, where right. I'm coming from. Because I work for the Silicon Valley company. So. so why did you decide to start doing motorcycle tours of Romania? Well, um, you know, when you have this uh, nice, cozy life and uh, you get a regular <coughs> job from uh, 9 to 5, 6, whatever, and you go home and then you think that there is more than that and one day I said oh I have to do something so I have to do something that um, combines passion and um, fun things to do so um, uh, about passion I was riding motorcycles so I said yeah I have to do I have to to create a company and help people ride in Romania and this is how my idea uh, so Maria you have a history with motorcycles that goes beyond Yes, I have a history with motorcycles. Yes, and it was very difficult because um, I had to, I had to uh, sell everything. I had to, I had no car, no motorcycle for one year, no house. (laughs) It was like that, but it worked everything. It was my best year, to be honest, my best year in my life. 
That's cool. I see the Laguna Seca shirt, but I don't yeah. think you're from Salinas. Are you from Romania? I can hear the accent. I so, am from Romania. So is that what kind of the draw was? Yes, from yeah. Bucharest. Uh, and how did you get into motorcycling? Um, so um, um, I, um, I'm riding a, I was riding a bicycle, and uh, I said, oh, I can do more. I can ride a motorcycle. So um, I started to ride a motorcycle. Uh, first uh, was an enduro bike. And then I said, yeah, I can do the street. So I started this to, to, to ride on the street. And um, I wow. started to love it. Wow. How, long, how long ago was that? Uh, how long you been riding? Many years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Forever. <laughs> did, uh, did, did you venture out on your own? Like as an individual? Did you have a group around you that helped support you? or how No, did... no. I had to, I had to do this uh, most of it my, on my own. Um, in Romania, there are not there were not so many riders when I started, so um, I had I had I don't know two two persons maximum. So I was kind of it was a challenge. Everything was a challenge. Everything. So, for people who haven't been to Romania, can you describe what it's like? What the tours are like? So uh, we have an amazing landscape, uh, it's a combination of mountains, lakes, uh, hills, um, uh, roads through villages and amazing people. The people are so nice, uh, they speak English very well and um, uh, we have internet everywhere and um, um, it's, it's, it's an amazing place to be. I believe, I think you said like 80% of the people speak English? In, in the big cities, so we come from America. We'll feel very comfortable there. We'll feel very, very comfortable. You see, and that's a, the the majority of our listeners. We have listeners all over the world, yeah. but the majority is still American. And the two questions I ask: Do people speak English? Exactly. And your English is very good indeed. Oh, so I thank you. suspect <laughs> you learnt it in school. I uh, mostly learn it in uh, in uh, in television because uh, <laughs> same, <laughs> thing. <laughs> same thing, same thing, same thing. But the second thing <laughs> that. They were like, is it safe? And I think you already yeah. answered that. It's very safe. Um, I will tell you a story about a group of motorcycles. They came to, they, they choose the self-guided tour. And they had a crash. They crashed their motorcycles. And they called me, listen, Maria, please help us. We are in a village. They took our motorcycles. And they speak to us. And we don't know what to do. And I said, pass one of the uh, villages by f- on the phone. And they said, listen, we want to help them. We want to take the motorcycle off the, the street so that the cars don't jump don't uh, crush them and can you ask them if they want something to eat or drink or <laughs> so they were so nice and th- this is how we are this is how Romania is right and this is exactly what Liza said many times over about Pakistan is it's the people that really make the trip so yeah, special I, I think so so I'm curious back back to the tour so if I wanted to go out and do a ride with you how does it work as far as getting the motorcycle what kind of motor how does that work gear helmets boots you can you can choose um, from our um, we have BMW um, uh, motorcycles from 650 to 700 850 1200 and 1250 GSs and you choose a motorcycle you can do you can join one of our guided tours you can choose a self guided tour or you can just rent a bike and we can advise you where to go and so travel c- by yourself can I just read through some of these prices of because they seem very reasonable well so, and not just that I would like you to describe each of these right. As, as she does it. So, I want to hear Emma pronounce them. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for this. So we're going to start off with a self-guided tour. So this is an eight-day tour. It's an it eight is day. the best of the Carpathian Mountains. Yeah. Um, and eight days. 
It includes hotels, it includes a BMW motorcycle, <clears throat> includes insurance and maps. And that comes out at 832 euros, which I'm guessing is about nine... It's like a grand. Call it's it a, a grand. It's, a, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah. So yeah. there is a combination. You can uh, choose to have a motorcycle or you can choose uh, your own uh, to drive with your own motorcycle. Of course, not maybe here, but you, Europeans uh, do that uh, often. Right. And um, uh, you have a, 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 um, a wide uh, selection of four-star hotels, very nice hotels um, um, in the middle of the cities, big cities, or in amazing landscape with a lake view or mountains view. And what, would you, what, do you, what is a typical airfare from San Francisco? to however you get to Romania? Yeah, that's a good question, but uh, I think the typical airfare one, when you look at a hip monk or whatever, it's going to start at 500 bucks. So that's that round so for 1,500 you, bucks, you, you can like do you're doing this tour. Wow. That's yeah, pretty the, reasonable. You know, and uh, I just did the conversions. The, the, the eight-day tour here is uh, 950 in American, and then the more expensive one is 1550 Right. U.S. dollars, so it's American. I'm more interested. We're going to go straight into the same tour, but now it's a guided tour. Mm-hmm. So we're basically paying 500 bucks more. Yes. Before we get you. That would cover the guide, a van that joins the tour with space for passengers if they want to take a break. Uh, with, with a spare bike, in case they have an accident, they can we can take up the bikes and continue the trip and not stop there in the middle. Those are really good things yeah. to have along. You know, that, That's covering a lot of the bases for any kind of issues that could happen in your trip. Everything. Having everything. a local, that's the key. Because you're probably going to see more on a guided tour and you're going to get more insight. That's with everybody. We say, listen, have you seen when they do it themselves and rent bikes? And I said, listen, have you done this pass or have you seen this? Oh, no. Come they, on, you're coming here for one time. They didn't do the research right, and they're right. coming they without knowing no, what they should be because doing. Can you, yeah, because it seems like, a, I mean, the price to rent a motorcycle is not too bad. It's 90 to 170 a day. It covers storage capacity, insurance. And uh, I did the conversions on the bags, the panniers for anyone that's not uh, familiar with the dual sport stuff. Uh, the 144 liters combined with the three, the top case and the two panniers, and that's equivalent to a Honda Goldwings capacity. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. 48 liter is a these are big boxes. So you can put lots of stuff in those. So, <clears throat> so could you describe out of the out of the flyer, or if we look at you online, what would be like your top couple of rides that you would recommend people? Well, Do our most popular tour is Best of Carpathians okay. because you have you have the very, very best of Romania in those right. eight days. So where geographically, I'm not super familiar with Romania. If you could describe where it is kind of in relation to other places. Well, it's what yeah, your neighbors? It's the Eastern Bloc, isn't it? It's the Eastern Bloc, yes. It's the Eastern Bloc. And um, uh, we have, um, we have um, well, Bucharest is the capital. Yes. And um, uh, everybody flies to Bucharest and uh, they can um, go and ride our Explore the Balkans, which is 16 days and nine countries. Countries. Uh, we are talking about the neighborhood countries uh, such as Serbia, um, Bulgaria, Montenegro, Bosnia, Macedonia, Croatia, Greece, uh, wow, Albania. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, to, to give people who are a little geographically challenged, that's more towards the south end of Greece, is very, very south. Yes, obviously. Yes. But it's it's more it's the sandwich between Western Europe and Russia. So these are the, this is the Eastern Bloc. Yes, yes. So the Balkans, they're really the the south part of the sandwich. Yes. 
Very and, and you were saying that people like to mistake Budapest and Bucharest. <laughs> Bucharest. There he is. That's Wait, right. they're different? <laughs> they're what? <laughs> they're so similar. Like Austria and Australia, you know. Austria. Austria. One line makes a big difference. I thought it was an accent. <laughs> there are no kangaroos in Austria. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, no kangaroos in Austria. Exactly. I, I misspelled my, my flight. So um, there's a third tour here, which yes. is the one you were talking about. Explore the Balkans. Explore the Balkans. It's amazing. Nine countries, sixteen days. That's impressive. And you can pronounce it. Two thousand eight hundred and sixty-nine euros, which comes out at about thirty-one hundred. What is it? Two. That's a good guess. Twenty-eight, probably. Twenty-eight sixty-nine. It might come out a little bit more. <clears throat> Looking at uh, thirty-two hundred, thirty-two seventy-five. There you go. I'll do it in German if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reise durch den Balkan. That's the Dusseldorf accent if you don't recognize it. So, um, this actually represents very good value for money. Yes, you're very affordable. I've seen less for a lot more. So, is this adventure riding? Is there dirt included in this? What, is this just mostly paved, paved roads? So these are mostly uh, paved roads. We also have some uh, some mix of paved and um, and um, gravel. But this is a little bit different. So uh, this, we, what we are talking about, it's uh, it's paved. All of them are paved. So and and just so we we've started giving everyone the teaser, the website for people to check it out. They Ro- can uh, Romania Motorcycle Tours dot com. Yes, that's all the right. Website. You probably want to check that out. I got two quick ones. I know we're wrapping up, but one of the top three food items that you eat when you're oh, there. Yes. We live to ride and we ride to eat. And secondly, yes. do I get to see Dracula or what? Oh, Dracula! <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on. That's going to be the You get to go thing. to Dracula Castle and. Yes! <laughs> I advise you to eat to try our polenta with salmale and papanage and uh, our miti tei. This, and then, uh, and the you have wine there too. Oh, amazing, amazing. the wine Ooh. and wine and d- so uh, d- uh, very good uh, meals and very very cheap. It's you you eat awesome. about uh, about twenty twenty dollars in uh, top restaurants of. Oh, that's cheap. And you'll probably come back twenty including pounds drinks. Heavy. Probably. Oh, yeah. I want to bring yes. up one thing. Um, <laughs> when I met them. Uh, a couple days ago, we we met for burgers and ice cream and coffee, and I I didn't know who I was meeting. I he hit me up for coffee, and I met her. She's my European equivalent of being minimalist motorcycle vagabond. She has a Facebook group called Motorcycle Tours that's mostly European based, but not, not exclusive. But you can go on there and see the same things that people going out and adventuring on their own and and getting to low locals. If you if you know if you travel over there, I'm sure you could find lots of people there that will help you out and. Yeah. Right. It's a good community. Yeah. It seems like it's very supportive. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. How many tours do you have coming up this year? When are they? And typically how many people are on each tour? So um, uh, we have tours from uh, June to to September, including, and uh, you can choose whatever part of um, of um, Europe you want, of the backlands, actually. And um, in the tours, we are about uh, six to eight people. It's okay. a good size. So nice. That's a good size. That's a nice yeah. size. Yeah. Hold on, you're doing tours June to September, and then what do you do? Well, <laughs> I just relax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice wheat and a nice winter off. She's got it figured that out. She does have it figured out. I'm jealous. This is great. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it is not awesome. Quite that, um, so I got I, 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 Is it tempting to go off road? Because I imagine you have some gravel roads. Are you allowed to in Romania? Yes, in Romania you are allowed to go off road as well, and uh, our GSs are perfect for yeah. that. How's, well, ca- how's camping on? there? 
There is no campgrounds. So, and are you allowed I, to camp though? You can camp four star hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're camping. talking about camping. If you're single the ground, it's Seriously, not a vacation. If, if, so, uh, the <clears throat> reason why we met because like I've I've known her for some time now, and I I I ride motorcycles. I went to the uh, to Romania. I drove around for like four weeks all by myself, off road only. <laughs> and if, before you pay twenty bucks for a campground. You pay twenty bucks for a, for a three star pensione, right. as they call them, which has you know a bedroom, a clean one, and some clean sheets, and a nice bathroom, and possibly some breakfast. But you're allowed to camp in. in you can Romania. camp, but you got to be aware that you've got wolves and bears. Fucking werewolves and, and shit, Well, man. a lot of European countries are Watch out for the bats. And bats. Don't get off the path. Think about Romania. Dirty girl. One of the toughest off road. Competitions yeah. in the world is the Romania. Yeah, hard enduro. Yeah. I was so, going to ask you hard that. Enduro. Yeah, they do hard enduro. And this there. is coming from Pitching someone who's rode America and all lots of it. countries. He he knows perspective on what, what's actually going to be hard. I think the biggest thing you got to watch out for there the villagers. Oh, with their pitchforks pitch <laughs> <laughs> and torches. Yeah, we've them. seen the films. We have seen we the know. films. What they did to that poor so, Dracul. Just don't be digging up oh, bodies. Oh, well, if you, if you want to experience a country which is at the border between third world and first world, this Romania is the best really? place to go to. Cheap, affordable, but beautiful. It's secure. It's affordable. Yeah. Uh, they have you know some of the top Silicon Valley areas in Europe, actually, in Bucharest. Versus total countryside where you see people still riding on horses. Like butchering a pig in the backyard in your bedroom slippers. It's funny. Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) 25 years ago, actually 30 years ago now, I lived in Spain. And Spain was actually like that back then. Um, Certainly in the countryside, the 20-year-olds would be driving brand new Mercedes Benzes and having a job in the IT industry. And Dad would still be riding a donkey exactly. around the village, yeah. and that's how how rural Spain was, and it was very very charming. Um, very authentic. Yes, absolutely. So, just to wrap this up, Romania Motorcycle Tours dot com, and you guys rent BMWs, which seem to be really fair prices. It seems to be about half of what we charge here in the states for the same bikes. Yeah. Oh man, it's you, expensive to rent bike here. <coughs> they're GSs, six fifty, seven hundred, eight hundred. And twelve hundred and tw- the new twelve fifty. Yeah. They look like they're. Yes. Are the photos That's in the great. pamphlet? Did you take those? Are those people you know? Or yes, these are our bikes. And uh, I've got to be honest with you. That's awesome. They're the really s- good photos. The six fifty and the seven hundred. That would be a harder sell to me. I think it pr- might be a little underpowered. The eight hundreds I like very very much. Mm-hmm. These to me are the the jewels of the fleet. I always find the twelve hundreds a little large, but. Yeah, where would to be to be good to offer multiple very, very options and yeah, mm. because Americans like their big bikes. So. They're about the same bike. weight as the twelve fifty. The eight hundred is about what two hundred kilos. The twelve fifty right. is two hundred thirty. So a lot of people prefer the twelve fifty to the twelve hundreds. So we have to wrap. But in closing, I want to ask you: give me one good reason why people should come do a tour of Romania. Because it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with that. That's Wait, but, but we didn't do the up the butt bike. I'll go with that. Just real quick, up the butt bike. What? So let's first establish, uh, Maria. What do you ride? I ride uh, a BMW 700GS usually. Depends on. Yeah. Nice. And Roland, what do you ride? I ride a BMW R100GS as a HPN old school uh, conversion. Yeah, old school. Now is that is that a Bumblebee? HPN. It's the black and yellow one? 
And now it's uh, actually it, it was converted. Uh, it's a replica of the Paris Dakar. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, but old school, old school. big old yeah. Apple yeah. BMW. <laughs> I can do everything so, myself. So before we go, we have a question we want to ask you that we ask everyone. You haven't been prepared, so I have to explain it. <clears throat> the question that we ask people is, "What is your up the butt bike?" Now this may not translate well. I understand what you're probably thinking. But what it means is, as we say, there's the same we say, what bike for you that you look at and you go, I'd take it up the butt for that. Yeah. So for me, it's easy. It's the 1200 uh, Adventure. <laughs> That's easy. 1200, okay. Right, cool. Wait, it's how many do you own? Well, over 30. And Roland, what about you? Um, actually, I really like the 1250GS, the new model. It's, it's really nice. It's very cool. sweet. It's, but They're both acquirable, the at least. You're not sitting yeah, there when the you're saying that you want the like one, in, one in a million. Um, yes. Roland, you've got some history with Harley Davidson. Yes, sure. He's got the Kiss t-shirt he's rocking. <laughs> okay. I do I do ride Harley Davidson. I still have it. Don't tell Liza. I had... I, <laughs> I don't no, know if you can so, hang out here anymore. <laughs> actually, you know what? When I was in the... I, when I was 18 years old, I decided I wanted to ride a bike. I rode my first bike was a Yamaha XT 600. That's uh, a great bike. It's a good bike, uh, Kickstarter only. And then I said, okay, I'm I'm 19. I was all about you know being kind of like the the wild guy in the in the old days. So you wanted to ride a Harley. I couldn't afford one. So what happened was I bought a frame, I bought an engine, and I bought the bike and built the bike all by myself. That's and fantastic. that bike nice. I still have. So it's an old shovel head in a in a swing arm frame, mm. Kickstarter, no electricity in it except the headlight, it. obviously. And uh, an open belt drive, and it's like this, co- you know, kind of like rockabilly style bike. Yeah, cool. yeah. And nothing uh, sounds cool. like a shovel head. Yeah, exactly. nothing sounds and, like a shovel. You know, head. you kick it all cool. Like. You kick it. You know, <laughs> I can't kick it as much anymore. You know, I broke my knee with it because uh, it was a bit hard to kick. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to be a wuss. That like that is an up the butt while. bike. Yeah, yeah, right. actually, yeah, yeah, more so than the GS. I'll take. Nice. Yeah. But thank you guys so much. As always, we're going to put a link to your website on our webpage so people can visit your website and hopefully book a vacation. These guys are awesome. You really should you go on vacation with them. RomaniaMotorcycleTours.com yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to visit with us and Thank I hope you. you've had fun uh, here today hanging out. It was wonderful. Thank you very much for inviting us. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Z. Ah, hello. <laughs> That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> the noises coming out of this dog are biblical. Uh, all right. And we've got another clip to drop in, though. Clippity clip. It isn't like this the, is uh, like just jam-packed with cool shit. It's a clip show. Oh, there's another. There's yet another <laughs> announcement to be made. Yeah. Did you say clip? Yeah, you know, like when sitcoms replay old oh, episodes. Oh, don't they call those flashbacks? Yeah. For some reason, I went to like episode. the little paper clip that was in the Word documents. Oh, oh I went God. to that for some reason. Clippy. Clippy. Sure, why not? Yeah. We can do that too. No, this was a good one, though. This is from our friend Serge. Oh, yeah. City Bike. Serge mm-hmm. Niche. Time for a City Bike Minute. Editor Serge here with the latest goings-on at citybike.com in the City Bike Minute. We're all pretty excited here at World Headquarters this weekend. We just launched our first ever special issue, The Last Four Years. Think of it as a comp, like the good old days punk rock records with 20 plus bands on them. 
or even a greatest hits album. It features the best stories, smartassin', and photography from the final years of our nearly 35 years as the original free Bay Area motorcycling publication. We've also covered the latest news on Lightning Motorcycles' upcoming strike, a pretty compelling machine if what Lightning says about pricing and range is true. Check out all this and so much more at citybike.com. And so much more. All right. Yeah, isn't that I, cool? I really like that publication. They kind of, they, they, they straight up just tell you how it is. That was so dramatic. I loved That's it. Good. I love the music, yeah. Yeah, I felt like we were building up to like something really explosive. Well, you know, <laughs> the thing is about City Bike, it's become a Bay Area institution. If you ride a bike in the Bay Area, it's so <clears throat> part of that culture. It yeah, really is. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you know what? Since everyone else is getting to make announcements, I'd like to make one. Make oh. your announcement oh. lighter. Guess what we have in stock now? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Designed by Knock. Oh, shit, son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got the t-shirts in. Yeah, buddy. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, Hell you yeah. are. <laughs> and you look good in black. I think so. It's, yeah, it's yeah. slimming. Yes. Yeah, you need, <laughs> I think you know, we all need it, it actually. the beer gut. Yeah, you nope. know what, Knock? I thought you were looking a little more lithe than normal. It's, 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 it's the black T-shirt. There's this thing called slimming and intimidating because you're wearing black. It's called oh. slim-timidating. Slim-timidating. <laughs> <laughs> you wear your black leathers when you're on your bike. Slim-timidating. Yeah, that's right. It makes your boobs look good. That's right. <laughs> I was about to say that. Nice. Uh, knock? Mm-hmm. Nice rack. Thank you. So <laughs> the nicest thing someone has ever said to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for designing them. The front looks great. Uh-huh. The back looks good too. Okay. You took our logo, yeah. but you made it pop. A little yeah. bit. And uh, don't so hype it up, man. I've, nah, it looks great. I've already I've already been hype sending it. them out to our Patreon subscribers who have a mm. shirt coming. I've been started sending them out. I'm going to continue sending them out. Please be patient. It takes a lot of time to cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> told me addresses. the day you're like, yeah, I was mailing out shirts. I'm like, oh, how many did you do? Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably like half an hour. You know. <laughs> I know, um, but I do have some extras for sale. Sweet. And they're twenty bucks plus shipping. Simple as that. If you're local, and want to come by and get one. Uh, they are limited edition, so this is the only run I have. Um, and I will put something up if so, you want to Yeah, I mean, me and Jim some. just did that little modeling session about mm-hmm. a couple of hours back. So where are you, you going to post that? I'll put it on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. put it on Facebook. Well, but I always said I will not do a black shirt. But we did a black shirt because it looks so cool because it's got the red and the white. Well, you know, most of us have got our, our winter weight on. So <laughs> as Nock points out, it is very slimming. We have winter here? <clears throat> Sort of. Well, well I, still, we, I still have my November chill. Remember that day it did that thing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that exactly. one day that was slightly chilly? So, Emma, you Darling. have something you want to share about the new Triumph. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, very quick, um, but it's going to be out for 2019. So it's probably going to be later this year when we actually see it. But it's an old friend. It's the Rocket 3. Mm-hmm. And the Rocket 3 has always been a bit of an odd bike because it's not really a cruiser and it's not really a standard it's just a thing it you know what that bike is it's a fuck you to every other bike right exactly yeah. so what triumph have done now is they have given an extra 200 cc so it's now 2.5 liter it's still a three cylinder wow powers up car it's motor man 185 right. horsepower but is that bigger than a civic 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's bigger than a friggin' Accord. Yeah. Um, it's uh, 185 horsepower, 185 foot-pounds of torque. Jesus. Thing's just a locomotive, but they've completely yeah. redesigned it. It's got a single-sided swing arm on it now, this really nice dish rear wheel. They put a stumpy tail on it. It's become more... I'm not going to say necessarily more grown up. It's more Cafe Racer style now. It looks it's, cool. It's a great looking bike. It looks I, better than it sounds. It looks better than it <laughs> ever <laughs> has. It, yeah. I, I kind of fell in love with a Rocket 3 with the very early ones. And then I fell out of love with it. But this one, I'm back in love with it again. But it's it's a big bike. Yeah, oh well, it's got kind of that naked feel to it. It's right? definitely got this, you know... I'm going to stick my neck out here. As far as factory cafe racers do it, nobody does it better than Triumph. Nobody. I think they look pretty good. Triumph they, some really good shit. They've nailed well, yeah. the styling of the, the factory cafe racers. That, new, too, that yeah. new Thruxton that came out. Yeah, the Thrucky and the Thrucky R. Oh, my God, those are released. Yeah. So, you know what I like about the new uh, Rocket 3 is it's like this it reminds me of how... Uh, um, Ducati kind of, they decided, look, let's do a cruiser, let's do du- cruiser Ducati style, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so it's more of a sporty cruiser, quote unquote, cruiser looking thing, and but this is kind of have that same kind of like design direction th- where it's more There sleek. is always a but with me. Mm-hmm. The only press release pictures I've seen right now are uh, rear three quarter views, mm-hmm. and that tail looks kind of short. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the Suzuki Katana and how they spoilt the styling. Oh, yeah. Because mm. the new Katana, which I think is spring 2020 now. That's actually happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. All but right. they spoiled it because they cut the tail off. It, sh- it needed a longer tail. They mm. cut the tail off too short. And you can't tell until you see the side view. And you're like, shit, that tail's too short. And the Rocket 3 may be the same way. It might just be clever for photography so what no we're that's look- the old one jim yeah so what we're looking at is you have your ducati diavel this thing rocket three and your Hama- yeah, but yamaha it's a, no it's a different bike well no i know but like hold on the diavel this thing and the yamaha v-max is you're kind of look that's the bracket for that kind right. of category right well the v-max is done yeah yeah, yeah um sure. yeah but i mean they kind of ducati are a, a very keen not to put a label on a Diablo or an next Diablo. Yeah, yeah, they, for sure. They're like, well, it's a power cruiser. Right. We're really not sure. Sorry, it's it's what we do. It's what Ducati yeah. does. You for see, our... Z's just got a picture of the, the new Katana. Yeah. The back end mm. doesn't even go to the, the very and, end of the tire. And they cut the tail too short. It's yeah. way too short. It looks like a Ninja short. 250 that somebody chopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, rock, the rocket almost looks like a hill climbing bike. But it, the rocket the may looks. have that same real stumpy tail on it, and it yeah. works well in some ways but it doesn't work on the katana um so you know i'll reserve judgment when i see one but i thought i was kind of excited you know, you know, so how many that, units are you getting huh oh yeah. how many units are you getting at your shop uh we'll probably get two okay you know the rocket three is not a massive seller so yeah. we don't i mean we fill the shop with bonnevilles mm. right now i think we've got like eight Mm. But we've mm. got the T120 and we've mm. got the 900s and we've got the, the cups, the street cups and this and that. And then, you know, all the different styles of the Bonneville platform. Yeah. We've probably got eight or ten of those. Yeah, um, but the yeah. Rocket 3 is a very low volume seller. You know, Jim, the Bonneville is on my someday list. That's a good one. I agree. It's I a great whole, bike. I wholeheartedly agree with that. It's mm. a great bike. It's yeah. it's had a few teething problems, which we're getting through. I mean, the motor's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but there's 
There's a couple of little niggly problems with the electrics, yeah. which try and forget around. But all, right. all those British bikes have an allure, and all those British bikes have little things. Yeah, so you know, it's, it, it's, British it, bikes. it's a quirk. Yeah. It, it really is a quirk. And it's Where's something BSA when that, you need them? Yeah. Bring back but, you know, all British vehicles are like that, because, you know, everyone here knows I re- replace my beloved old Jag with a newer Jag, mm-hmm. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, you get in it, turn the key, and it'll go. But mm-hmm. one time out of ten, I'll say... I'm sorry, Miss Emma. I'm not going to start for you today. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, the Thruxton R's at your shop? Yep. Nice. Yeah, we got a gray one. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. These ones are hot. I need to. I need to. I need a test ride. Do you guys do test rides there? Oh yeah. Ooh. I'll hook you up with a test ride on a Thruxton. Yeah. They're oh. very, very nice bikes, but I want to ride a Bonneville. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I want to ride them all. Yeah. <laughs> the, you need to um, ride Marukas. She had that Bonneville. Let's, uh, let's go down and Marukas test ride nice. all the Triumphs. I do. I want to, I've never been on a Triumph. The, the Thruxton is a wonderful bike, but it is a long stretch. It's a long way from the seat to the handlebars. So you, you, you know, you you need arms like a gorilla. It's almost like they made it like a cafe racer. Well, it is. But I tell you what tickles me with the Thruckies is just how well made they are. I mean, you you can you look at the top trip, triple tree. And it, you think, oh, that's a nice bit of chrome. And then you realize it's not chrome. It's just beautifully polished aluminum. Mm. And everywhere you look on that bike, the details are like, oh, this. it looks like a custom-built bike, but it's not. Wow. Um, and they're a lot cheaper than Ducati's. Mm. Um, so, you know, they've, the Triumph have always been, and they, they've always, always occupied the space. Back in the 70s, they were actually the cheaper alternative. I mean, a Bonneville was cheaper than a 754 or a Water Buffalo, mm-hmm. but we, we call them kettles in England, you know. <laughs> kettles? <laughs> yes, kettles. <laughs> yes, I've got a Suzuki GT750 kettle, darling. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bonnevilles were cheaper. But from when they kind of came back in the mid-90s, you'd got um, your Japanese bikes, the price point here, mm-hmm. and then the exotics up here. And then Triumphs were right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of still there. You pay a little more for a Triumph than you do for, like, a Japanese bike. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot less than for a Ducati. Right. So, you know, it's it, yeah. they're, they're, they're very nicely built bikes. Mm-hmm. I, I like them. I, yeah. You know, if, if I spent the rest of my career just tinkering around with Triumphs, I'd be a very happy woman. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I want to get more into them. Okay. Yeah, come down the shop. I'll get your test ride. Sweet. So um, they, we got some emails to read, um, but Henry has one I wanted to start with because it's it's uh, Henri. It's 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 uh, you know it's well there's it's a th- there's a thing. Okay. <clears throat> so the title of this email is "Am I Larpy?" It is from Phil. Larpy as an A L R P Y Larp. It, Live action role playing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Greetings, Misfit. Hello from South Dakota. Apparently, Liza is around here. Rounds here somewhere too. Yep. Recent podcast and Harley Rider bashing has made me think: Am I a LARP? LARPer. <laughs> <laughs> am, am, am I a LARPy? And let's clarify for people who don't know: live action role play. Cool. The, the correct term, I think, would be a LARPer. LARPer. Yeah. Just yes. go on okay. to YouTube. You'll find some good. A shit. LARPera. <laughs> a LARPist. <laughs> <laughs> I own a lot of Harley clothing, and I don't ride Ooh. very often. Ooh, the damn. clothing is mostly gifts from family, and only uh. Harley shirts I buy from. 
and the only Harley shirts I buy is from traveling. I don't ride very often because of responsibilities like work and family. I do wear gear, which is kind of weird for Western South Dakota. <laughs> Helmet, riding jacket, gloves. I don't use boots as often as I should. I have a Sportster 48 that I went down on without gear, and since then I've always used gear. Yeah. Nowadays I have an 08 FXCW... See, word super. That's the know. country and western version. Oh right? yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's the, uh, the the one that plays Dolly Parton when you <laughs> rev it up. Does it have the fringe on it? Yes. <laughs> the Surrey with the fringe on top. And Aerosmith. <laughs> Dolly Parton and Aerosmith. Then. Okay, very good. Carry on. It is how you always describe loud and typical, a loud and typical Harley. Okay. I started riding about ten years ago when my dad bought a bike, and a couple years later I bought a bike to ride with my pop. Here's a couple pictures of my rocker. Pretty cool. My dad and me waiting out a hailstorm during the past year, during past year Sturgis. I hope to hear this on the podcast. Till next time, ride safe, misfits. All right. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Philippe. So it, it made me start thinking because you know I, I think he's asking the question, "Am I a larper?" Oh, it yeah. sounds like. And it. so I thought, yeah. well, maybe we could, maybe we can play this out a little bit. <clears throat> and and you know, how do you tell if one is a larper? Because the first step is to acknowledge. Yes. And Did it you have sounds a like he's on... He's, he's, he's on the fence, isn't he? He's well, on the fence. He's, 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 there are some signs there that he may be a LARPer. <laughs> Is this like you okay. might be a redneck All if right. you... Yes, right. Hold on. But the fact that he said he does wear gear now because he's crashed mm-hmm. tells me that maybe he's broken through that wall. Okay. <laughs> crashing, <laughs> crashing is an important part. Is it an invisible and wall like a mime sister? Also, also, also <laughs> something that's very important lies is he said that that all of this Harley stuff that he owns was stuff that he was gifted, mm. and it mm. sounds like he doesn't really wear it, like except for the shirt, <laughs> like a couple shirts that he buys, you know, from like dealerships that he's ridden to or events maybe, which you know it's normal. So, so I don't, I wouldn't say that he's a larper I, from the well, sound of it. Let's help other people out. Yeah. And let's um let's come up with some you might be a larper. <laughs> you might be a larper if you bought your cut with patches already sewn on it. <laughs> you might be a larper if you have a the bitch fell off t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> you got to talk to that gentleman. Um, I'll say you <laughs> might be a larper if you're walking through Walmart wearing a Sons of Anarchy t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll say you might be a larper if someone says you might be a LARP, <laughs> um, I'll say you, you might be a LARPer if any of your gear or your motorcycle or your accessories has fringe or tassels. Ooh. And I would say the same applies to if it has flames and skulls oh. and skulls and tribal tribal. Tattoos, and flaming yeah. skulls and tribals. Yes, um, you may be a LARPer if your riding gear has no sleeves. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You may be a, a larper uh, if the only time you go outside is on a Saturday and it's seventy degrees or higher. You better, you better mm. rethink the no sleeve. There's some you hard mofo's that show up in Hollister with <laughs> no sleeves on her jacket. So. You might be a larper if your knickers have any brand of motorcycle printed on them. Well, hold on. Uh, may, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're talking knickers. If you're wearing motorcycle branded knickers. <laughs> Uh, not right now. <laughs> yes, I know. Wait, well, I would so see. do that. Knox, Knox has have racing stripes, so does that count? Knox of Kosky. British Racing Brown. British Brown. And British Racing. And British Racing. 
pretty sure I scamper oh. in the front. Give it the beans. <laughs> All right. That's, beans uh, given. That's, no, wait, wait. That's beans two for Nog, zero for us. What? <laughs> wait, you may be a LARPer if you have a Harley Davidson F-150. Oh, oh yes. Oh. Nasty business. Oh. You might be a LARPer if you have a large wallet chain and you wear stud bracelets. Oh. Oh, but wait, does this apply to the people who wear, like, Dionysi and ride Ducatis as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, this is true. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, boy. Yeah, we probably, yeah. probably should knock some other brands. You might be a LARPer if you armor all your tire. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. I, I got one. It, man. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. You might be a LARPer if your one-piece suit matches your motorcycle paint job. <gasps> I was Ooh. about to say. I, I would also say you, you might be a LARPer if you wear your air stitch on your BMW to Starbucks. Mm. You might be a LARPer if your Farkles cost more than your car. Mm. No. Come no. on. Come no. on. They spend a lot of money on those. But you might be a LARPer if you have a beer can holder on your bike. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, that's, that's legit as real. fuck. <laughs> the only thing cooler cup than holder. that's an ashtray. Because what it is, if you've got a beer cup or a cup holder, you're probably wearing a modular, and so you're doing a bunch of dumb shit on a bike. So maybe we drink it. I got one, and I, I've experienced this before. Mm-hmm. You might be a LARPer if you go to a motorcycle event and show people pictures of your bike on your phone that you have yet to ride. <laughs> Ooh. What? Mm. You might be a LARPer if I ask you for a picture of your motorcycle and you don't have one. Mm. Mm. I've met some people that are like, you, you, take, you, know, you haven't taken a picture while you're out riding? What? what I'm what? too busy riding, bro. <laughs> that would be the answer. You, right? you might be a LARPer if you take a selfie with you in your motorcycle. I guess. I don't know. I've seen the No. No, I think you may be a LARPer if all of your shirts are black. Can, can you be a poser LARPer? Like, if you buy a Japanese cruiser and take all the insignia off so everyone thinks it's a Harley? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty... That's into something else, maybe, but... As, I don't know. Ask Mike. I've seen it before, <laughs> though. Like, let's take all the, the boulevard things off so that way it looks like a Harley and people just say, Is that a Harley? <laughs> well, Non-committal know, answer. I mean, it's that in an inverse way. The manuf- the Japanese manufacturers bought into that because they mm. were like, we don't really want to put Suzuki or Yamaha on this, so we're going to call them Boulevard. Yeah. Or we're going <laughs> to call V-star. them Stars. Shadow. If you you are not going to find a Yamaha logo on a Star bike, it's a Star. Yeah, it's a Star. Or mm-hmm. a boulevard. And, and some of those, I think the boulevard logo from a distance, one of the logos looks suspiciously like Harley from a distance. Oh, I, yeah. And I always mistake one of them for it, and I can't remember which like, one it is. Um, Vulcan. It's a Vulcan. So, you know. All right. Well, I think, I think, I think we might be hearing back from people on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, think? I don't think this is the hate it's mail. It's not, no. It's not, a, it's just the manufacturer said, well, you know, we're going to do this separate brand. For cruisers, I think I think we're because talking. the sport bikes are going to be here and the cruisers are going to be here. It's like a Lexus. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're, we're just going to get hate mail about all of the other things we've said. Well, <clears throat> well let, yes, let, let's do. Um, throw Remember this one out. what I said at the beginning of the show. I have nothing but love for everyone and everybody. And I just like to acknowledge because I think that the number one LARPer community would be Harley's. But <laughs> there's followed by bikers, followed by my god. I think. That's do you think Ducatis are the second biggest LARPers? I, I think BMW. It's a, it's a toss up between uh, Triumph BMW. and Ducati. BMW. Triumph. Where, where no. I'm at, so like where I'm in Silicon Valley, the biggest poser scene is Ducati and sure. Triumph. Scramblers. Well, what about the squid? What about the sports bike community? 
So, like all of them. At least they yeah, ride hard and do stupid okay. shit. Yeah. Fucking around in the hills, I, I would say that there was like a higher incidence of a LARPing per capita with <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ducati. But the, yeah. by sheer numbers, there's definitely more people uh, on Japanese sport bikes that are, you know, LARPing. Mm. Posing. Yeah. Or just by yeah, sheer but numbers. Where do, you, where do you actually draw the line of saying LARPing? I mean, just yeah, I getting know. out there and swinging a leg across your bike and actually but riding it. Even if you're not a great rider, kind of precludes you from... No, what, right. what bikes it's do you see at the, the bars? Ride. It's like, I've, I've been on rides with a bunch of quote-unquote <laughs> sport bike people where they'll just like ride two miles, they'll wait up for everybody in an intersection and like just light their cigarettes or just wait for another ten minutes <laughs> And wait, and like, are, yeah. are we, why are we stopping? No, like, it, you know it, what I mean? It's simple. And for me, uh, LARPing is referring to people who are riding are, uh, for the image, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why they're getting all the, the, the stuff and the underwear <laughs> and the mug and right. everything. Mm. And they are seeking acceptance when, in fact, <clears throat> we try and teach people here, it doesn't matter what bike you roll up on. Mm-hmm. Just love it. If you love it, like we think you're cool. You might be and a larper if you have to duck walk around. But, a U-turn. So you, you know what? You may be a larper if you think people are judging you but, for the kind of bike you're riding. But mm. just remember, mm. if you love it a little too much, you might become a motosexual. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. Come on. No, now. no, we don't judge you there either. You don't. I feel like I'm being attacked. I feel like I feel like this is a personal attack right now. <laughs> no. I need my safe space. No. <laughs> so um, we have time to read some emails. I have yeah. one here. And this is from Scott Schaefer in Ontario, Hello, Canada. Scott Schaefer. And he says, it's really cold. Um, hi, Misfits. I absolutely love your podcast. Tra-la-la. My neighbor, Chris, got me on to Cleveland Moto first and then mentioned you folks a few weeks later. Well, <laughs> nice. I've been hooked on both podcasts ever since. We are a good duo, aren't we? Indeed. I've got a question for Miss Emma. Hello, darling. I've just bought a 2004 K1200 GT. Oh, with good show. 41,000 kilometers, which would be 25,000 yeah, miles. Yeah, that's about 25,000 miles. Um, and they're all over the web. I'm finding horror stories about BMW drive shafts <laughs> failing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't call them BMWs for nothing, darling. Pumpkin explosions. Miss um, Emma, please share some or all of your preventative measures I can take to avoid drive shaft failure on my new ride. By the way, I'm an automotive mechanic, so tearing the bike apart doesn't concern me. I dropped into Cleveland Moto last year on my Versus, hey, right, and chatted with Phil and Johnny Chrome. They're great guys. It's a few yeah, days of riding to get to Santa Cruz, but if not in 2019, I'll see y'all in 2020. Please keep me laughing on my commute. Is that a threat? <clears throat> so to fix so, your BMW, you sell it stop. and buy an ST. <laughs> no. No. no, I mean, you know, the... <sighs> The thing is with drive shafts is they everyone's always oh, maintenance free. It's maintenance free. It's actually not maintenance free. So um, isn't that kind of a false term for everything? There's nothing that's maintenance free. Oh yeah, I mean everything anything, needs anything something. mechanical where you have metal parts moving together needs some kind of maintenance. Yeah, especially lubricant. Exactly. Um, so in order to maintain the health of your BMW is Drain the oil out of the pumpkin. Make sure that the pumpkin has got exactly the right amount of oil in it. And that takes a hypoid 
Um, you can use like a 7590 or just use straight 90 in it. Um, make sure the pumpkin's full to the specified level of oil. Make sure there is absolutely no play in the gears. And that's, it's kind of hard to do because you're going to get a little bit of black backlash through the transmission. But if you can figure out a way of testing if there's any backlash in the pumpkin itself, take it off. That's a good plus. Get the drive shaft out and check and recheck and double check the universal joints, what I call the hardy spicers. And if there is any play in them, just junk it and get a new drive shaft in there because it is better to. I think a couple of companies are doing um, uh, drive shafts with separate u universal joints in them. Because the BMWs right. ones, I press them in and stake them. And you oh, you mean really the actual joint? Yeah. Puts, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but isn't that another failure point? Yes. Yeah, so, you, you know, it's, the best thing you can do, Scott, isn't it? Um, just take it apart. Take it apart and have a, have a look. Check for play. Because they don't, like, spontaneously fail. What happens is you get a little bit of play here, a little bit of play mm. here. And then because of the crazy angles you get from the mm. swing arm going up and down when things are you, you're laying down the power. And the torque. And the torque. Yeah. A little bit of play becomes a lot of play. Just start did, hammering on it after a while. Did I ever <laughs> tell you about the time that... I threw a drive shaft off a Greyhound bus going up the grapevine. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I'd left San Francisco, and this thing had been thumping mm. from when I'd left San Francisco. And every time you'd get on the get on the go pedal, uh -oh. it'd thump, 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 thump. But then you'd get in the cruise, and it'd go away. So I thought, oh, I'll complete it. Um, and it was a late night run. I, was, I left San Francisco at 11 p.m. And I got halfway up the grapevine. It was thump, 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 thump. And it mm. got louder and louder. And the whole bus is shaking. The passengers are like, this isn't very good. And <laughs> everything, everything went very quiet and smooth. <laughs> and then the bus started going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got it over to the side of the road and I walked back and there's my drive shaft in this oh, no. giant pool of oil sitting in the number one lane. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's the end so, of that. So um, there you go. Yeah, drive shafts do fail. It's always ugly when they do. Um, How so, much is an OEM replacement? We're looking in the hundreds. Oh yeah, there's okay. nothing cheap for a BMW. But I mean, like you're looking at the drive shaft and the actual uh, the spire. That's uh, the, uh, the the what do you call the gear? The bevel gear in the back, right? And mm -hmm. the yeah, uh, no, that's not. Yeah, I mean that's not really going to fail unless there's a lot of slop in it. Uh, okay. Most of the failures are in the drive shaft drive area. Shaft. Okay, uh, and the splines. So oh, you, interesting. You check everything just check everything and a little play is not acceptable because a little play will become a lot of play yeah. straight away so you know he's a mechanic yeah you know get yeah, that thing up on blocks and tear that shit down and have a look at it we'll figure it out you know it's a, it's a weekend's work get your um get your um, um pad and you know clipboard and just make a list of everything you want put it all back together ride it gingerly till the parts arrive and pull it apart again yeah that's what i do so, Nock, you've got an email there. I do. I, I got this one's called uh, IMS Cleveland, and it's from Christy yeah. Kuhn. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Uh, Christine? No, Christy. Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Leza and other misfits. Uh, I want to thank you so much for the tickets to the IMS. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew I'd seen that name before. Uh -huh. I won the tickets by answering the name of Terry's electric dog, Charger. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now the dog is electric, electric Sorry, dog. electric Terry's dog, Charger. No, I like, <laughs> no, no that dog, dog is better. electric, yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, 
British I call it behavioral issues, but okay. British, uh, British <laughs> racing brown. <laughs> well, that's when Steve and I attended the first day of the event in Cleveland. We had so much fun. Cool. Uh, from getting to the ride, from getting to ride the Yamaha Power Assist bike to graduating to our first time ever riding a Zero, and the wheelie simulator. All right. Ooh. He goes to show you that you don't have to grow up to grow up if these two old grandparents are still attending wheelies. That's right. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was neat to see all the new bikes in one place. Uh, we got to meet the guys from Cleveland Moto. We sent a picture to Bex. Uh-huh. Uh, what a nice break from the frigid weather we are having and not being able to enjoy our rides outside. Thanks again for all that you do. And looking forward to see you guys at the AME Vintage Days in July. Uh, I'm attaching some pictures. So he sends us some pictures of the stuff that uh, she saw. Uh, the Indian uh, flat tracker here. Oh, photos of the dudes, uh, our, our bros, uh, Phil and, and Sleepy Cinch and Oscar, yeah. it looks like, and nice. Chris. Chris, and, yeah. Nice. And uh, Mr. What's-His-Name, uh, Hoffert. Yes. Yeah. Hoffert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. so I'm glad that you were able to use them and go hang yeah, out man. with some of our pals there. Yeah. Good times. I love that the, they were displaying the new, um, uh, what was the bikes that they have in the vintage section? Oh, oh yeah, the genuine yeah. scooters. The genuine, <laughs> the new, brand new, genuine motorcycles. Yeah, in the well, that vintage section, and they're fucking with people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah but those things are great looking bikes, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And they did this scrambler thing yeah. out of one. Yeah, that was very cool. Well, and and she brings up a point: Is anyone going to go to AMA Vintage Days? Hell yeah. Oh, you're going? I'm repairing the Guzzi so I can take that thing across the country. Well, there you go, Emma. You going to go? Yeah, I think so. Really, you're gonna go? I might have to, yeah. I think you should. I, you know, I, if anything, I'll visit my brother actually this time for reals and ride out to. I I can't make it this but, year, so I'm hoping Misfits represent. So what I'll probably do, and I'll have a word with Jim, see if we can figure it out. We'll fly out, and then I'll just pick up a twisted road round. I don't know if Jim's going this year either. I don't. Well, I mean, if we throw flying into the mix, it's possible. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if if we I can got a lot fly of shit out there, just summer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just pick up a twisted road and and stay over with Phil in the uh, well, in the fire truck. I oh the, no, the bus is sold. Yeah. So yeah, it's the fire yeah. truck now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hofford has an ambulance. No, that's right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. There's there's plenty of room with all of them. I hope that you guys go so I can live vicariously through you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can wear my clothes anytime. I think you we want have time writer. for <laughs> one more email. Who's got a good one? I'll do it. <clears throat> he has a question at least. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Z. <laughs> well, he needs some help with the service. <laughs> <laughs> H.J. in the back alley? This is uh, Bin. Vin? Vinny? Bin. B-E-N. Oh, Bin, not my cousin Binny. No. No, okay. Uh, he said, hey, guys. Hello, he, Bin. He has just picked up a Honda CB500X. Oh, yeah. He decided, since he's never rode before, to pick it up and ride it three hours away in the rain <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Right. That, is, that okay. is called a trial by fire. How, now, you, you probably aren't a LARPer. If your first no. riding experience is three hours <laughs> yeah, in the rain. Right, right. Oh, in the in late afternoon <laughs> Friday traffic, too. Yeah, okay. So, but he picked it up because he wants to start commuting. It's a 45-minute ride, 35 miles. Mm. Yep. He picked it up with eight miles on it for under 5,000. Okay. Wow. Pretty good deal. He's 6'3". He's uh, gone between it's not enough to too much, or not, en- not enough imperfect, but he's very happy with it now. He started riding right before he's 30, and he wants to get his kids into it. Okay. Cool. So he figured it's a good time to start learning. His kids are four and two. He's a <clears throat> twins that are two and a daughter that's four. So. Oh, you can start out by buying some mini bikes on Amazon. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that'd be he perfect, says the reason he's riding 
is because his bike just hit 5,000 miles right before the ungodly temperature drop. Mm. He said he did the 500-mile oil change, and at 500, he did the earth. Yeah, I did 500 mile, and then he did the 8,000 mile oil change at 5,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he tightened the chain, but he uh, he's questioning if he should take his bike in for service, and he says that he doesn't want to do anything himself because apparently he had a struggle with tightening the chain. And I was going to say, just with my personal CB500 experience, um, the valves are recommended at 600, at least on the 13s. It may be a little later, but it's a 16,000 mile interval. And if you ask Miss Emma, you'll probably know if your valves are messed up because it'll not run very good. I do recommend checking them, though. Mine were off. All, all of my intakes were off on the last check. Right. But also with your early service, you should check your uh, polydo brake fluid flush, at least. Yep. And maybe your spark plugs. And, you know, the thing is, if you don't want to do it yourself, that's legit. Yeah. You know, we will teach you here. This is a hard, this is actually a pretty hard one to it's, do. It's a hard bike to do. Um I've always maintained out of all that platform that take that engine, the 500X is my favorite. Um, but it's actually one of the hardest strikes. It's got acres of bodywork and the, the body valves, man. You take bloody everything off. Nightmare to get off. I do suggest working um, on doing your chain more often so you can get good at it. But um, yeah, um, valve clearances. You say everyone's. Oh well, no, where my valve clearances go because they no, start don't. rattling. Mm. You don't because they don't they go get big. They get tight because yeah. your valves. The combustion temperatures, the combustion uh, temperatures are so high in the combustion chamber now that valves recede into the head, mm-hmm. which means your valve clearances get tight, yeah. and you don't know about it until your bike starts running like a three-legged horse. Mm. And when mm. that happens, it's probably too mm. late because you burnt your valve seats. And well, you're going to need your valves cutting in. It can run a little crappy. I know uh, mine was kind of sluggish there for a while because I only did the I did one at. Three, right at four thousand miles, I think. Yeah, and I believe that the dealership had them loose, so I rode them loose for mm. until thirty thousand miles, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did the next check, and they were only the intakes were off, surprisingly well, enough. Yeah. Right. Tight but, valves are but, more dangerous than loose valves. Yeah, right. Oh, Not can tell you all about that. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> when a bike ends up on my bench for a valve clearance service, I set everything to maximum, mm-hmm. even if I get you know if you if you get because you get a range. Yeah. And you can say, Plus oh, it can be, you know, six to eight thou. And if I get a bike on and the valves are at six thou, I mean, strictly speaking, I could say it's good and put the lid back on, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll set them all to eight thou. I'll set everything to the maximum. Because mm. I know for a fact, particularly on it, well, really on intakes <clears> and exhaust, it depends on the bike. KLRs always suck up their exhaust valves, always. Mm. Whereas CB500X always suck up their intake valves. Mm. So, Giant you intake know, valves. Yeah. Mm. So you, you just, you know, set everything to maximum and you know it's good for down the road. So, um, yeah, don't be shy. Just get a relationship going with your local Honda dealer. Um, or even a private shop if you uh, prefer. Yeah, you know. Um, Check out private shops. The thing is with private shops, much as I like them, there's there's plus and minuses with private shops. The mechanics who work at private shops, I'm not saying have more integrity, but they tend to be more into the bikes. So often you'll find a better mechanic at a private shop, but you won't always have access to genuine <coughs> Honda parts. So take a little longer. If your bike goes in for say a shim service, it might end up with megacycle shims in it, and mm-hmm. that's okay. But if it's under warranty and it spits mm-hmm. out a shim, 
And then the Honda rep comes over and says, what is this megacycle shim doing in here? You just blew your warranty. Yeah. So it's always mm. best, mm. certainly while the bike's under warranty, is put genuine parts on it. We've talked so many times about K&N filters. I'm going to save that conversation for another day. I, thought it was I got my, uh, my last valve check done at RMC Moto in San Jose. He's a great guy. Right. He's the one who told me that the last person that touched my valves left them loose. Right. Not not set loose. I'm talking about the screws were loose. Ooh. Wow. And how, s- how, I don't know. He just said it was a bad job. He said it, it was bo- it was horrible, and he said it all right for me. But he's a great mechanic. So RMC Moto. Just cool. hi, Rick. <laughs> he's gonna be pissed now. I'm just kidding. Well, cool. And um, as we're wrapping up, I just wanted to give a shout out to. Skidmark Garage. You oh, know, we see those guys when we're at Amy no, we, we already Speaking talked about British racing <laughs> brown. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like that shit, huh? So you guys, oh god! You guys remember at uh, AMA Vintage Days, they always have a booth set up. In, yeah. Uh, yes. It's super cool. Skidmark Garage. It's a co-op, uh, cooperative garage, mm-hmm. but they're doing yeah. something new, which is hmm. really pretty cool. And they are reaching out and working with the schools. Nice. Mm. And doing mm. automotive, um, teaching people how to do like uh, maintenance. Because cool. the schools have been losing those programs. Yeah. Yes, Dude. they have. Oh. A long time. Can I go off on a little tangent here just a little bit, uh, real quick? Is okay. It's just like a minute. Okay. I remember graduating back in 97 as. I was graduating. Hey, they were back in hey, They were starting to phase out uh, auto shop, wood shop, metal shop yep. in favor of like desktop publishing, graphic design, mm-hmm. uh, basically database entry and all that shit. And hopefully that'll that'll change, and it's gonna go back to having more people get their hands well, dirty. You know. Well, if you look at me, I mean, I'm getting very very close to retirement now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be retiring in two or three years time. Lucky. And make no mistake, my retirement's going to be me sitting in the garden with a little trowel growing roses <laughs> with my cat frolicking around on the lawn. That's and then spending all of your other free time with your motorcycles. I have spent 40 years getting my hands dirty working on bikes. and I wouldn't change a bloody thing. Yep. It's provided me with a damn good living. And I've met so many people over it, mm-hmm. you know. And to, and to have gotten a start. I started very, very early on by largely having bikes that were just so crappy. <laughs> I needed to fix them to yeah. keep them running. But th- getting away from auto shop in school and giving people a taste from it, it's a terrible mistake. Yeah. The blue-collar trades, you can you can really still make a very, very good living yeah. and, a, and a career out of it that For will sure. last you a lifetime. A lot of them, like if you're union electrician or plumber or still worker, they make more money than a lot of college graduates. Oh, good Lord, yeah. And they, there was no blue collar or anything in my high school when I went through in Oklahoma, and that's a blue collar area. Yeah. Right. I was just I mean, check, checking it out online, and uh, so they do have a so skid mark in uh, Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They have it just coming up February 9th, and I know we have a lot of people that's in exactly the, it. It's called Bring It Back Shop Class. We're on the same way. Yes. I'm always just a step cool. in front of you, Liza. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Bring It Back Shop <laughs> Class, but it's a fundraising dinner, it looks like, to support MotoGo Mobile Shop Class, which, as she, Liza was saying, it's a program of Skidmark Garage um, bringing shop class on wheels to schools, recreation centers, community programs. 
yeah, yeah I think cool. that's really cool and that's what we really need um, there's so many people who don't know how to do basic stuff because this is all getting dropped from the schools so I love what they're doing so sending some love to, to Brian and the rest yeah. and they're real at cool Skidmark people Garage. Too. super down and you know anyone else oh. who's got a garage space out there keep this in mind great, one, one more great thing. thing to follow it's like you don't even have to be like a auto auto shop mechanic or, or, or wood shop mechanic the idea is that you get to learn how to use your hands to build and fix things like people still need hvac people you know refrigeration is not going to go away so neither is plumbing plumbing all that stuff yeah and they get paid a lot and when your plumbing doesn't work you're you're going to pay 300 dollars an hour to get them in there to fix it exactly exactly so i think we're ready to wrap and um i just wanted to send a thanks again to all of our patreon subscribers you guys are the bestest but mostly to all of our listeners and especially the ones that come by and visit we love that we yes. love them all liza mm-hmm. all of them there's just so much love in the room right now we should have a it's guest all, book. it's all emma it's mm. just emanating i can feel it very warm over here it's <laughs> oh no it's that indian food i ate <laughs> oh, oh, i knew it okay on that note i think we're ready i think we're ready to get out of here thanks again for listening this is eliza henry bagel Emma Darling. Z Traveler. Smoke weed every day. Take a gym. And we're out of here. Cool. Bye, everyone. Cool.